Welcome back to our podcast. This is the Gospel According to Jesus, and I'm Jim Hughes. I'm here with Jerry and Nancy Wyant. We're going to be talking about missions and our trip to Guatemala recently. But I wanted to open up with a scripture. The theme scripture that we start off with is in Amos 8.11, which says, Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or a thirst for water, but rather for hearing the words of the Lord. And that's really what we want to present to you today is the words of the Lord. We always want to have our ears open to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in this last day. And in 1 Peter 1, 3, it says, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again. And Jerry and Nancy, when we go down to Guatemala, that's what we see. We see God moving in a tremendous way. People are born again. Their lives are changed. And what I want to do today is we've started a whole series on the gifts of the Spirit, and I want to switch tracks a little bit and talk about what's going on in Guatemala. And I know this is a country that is dear to your hearts. And so, Jerry and Nancy, why don't you just start off and tell us how the vision got started and what prompted you to make Guatemala your your passion? Well, Jim, the both of us went to Guatemala on our first trip with the youth pastor, and we took 57 people total. I believe there was maybe eight adults, and the rest were all teenagers. We went to Guatemala City for almost two weeks, and it was a wonderful time doing missions the very first time. And even though we went to other countries, I believe the first mission trip you go on, it captures your heart. It did mine, and I'll let Nancy give her spin. It captured my heart as well. And since then, we have been on probably 20 different missions trips, mostly to the Central American countries, and the majority of those to our beloved Guatemala. We love Guatemala, love the people, and we see a hunger for the word. We had the experience this past year. Actually, it was in 2019 prior to the COVID year on the missions trip that for the very first time when we gave an altar call, there was no response. And that was very odd because we usually had lots of the crowd raise their hands and hungry for the Lord and coming forth. But in that particular high school there was not one person that raised their hand. And I'll let Jerry tell you the rest of the story. Nancy, I want to kind of go back to your foundation because you were in Guatemala prior to you giving your life to Christ. So why don't you talk about that just a little bit before we move on to what Jerry was going to talk about? Yes, actually, I was in Guatemala in 1980 and 81 as a Peace Corps volunteer. I'm a registered nurse. I worked in a health clinic. They called them Puesto de Salud or Centro de Salud. And mine was a health post, one of the smaller clinics. And it was in a town called San Manuel Chaparron in the department of Jalapa. Beautiful area. Yeah, that's amazing because we've been talking about the power of the Holy Spirit in the last couple of podcasts and miracles and God moving in a powerful way. And it's like... The destiny of God was on your life as he put you there prior to you giving your life to Christ. And then now after you've become a believer, you and Jerry have been together and you, 
you mentioned over 20 trips to Guatemala. So, Jerry, you know, you went in 1996. That was during they had a civil war that had just ended. And so you went in a time where most people probably wouldn't have gone. And going at that time, how did you, how did that make you feel? Was that a concern of yours, taking teenagers into a place where they just finished a civil war? I don't uh, remember being nervous about it or timidity in any way. There was a lot of protection up and down the streets. You saw armaments and jeeps going by with Gatling guns in the back. And uh, I, I think no one would want to face that issue. I do remember my son, who having a heart for missions, he went to Venezuela the year before. And there was a man shot in front of their motel room, and they saw him laying there dead when they came out. And that was kind of a wake-up call to them. I don't think anybody wants to witness that, but that is a way of life in some of the third-world countries. Yeah, that's that's something for teenagers to see that. So as you moved on, I started going, and I think I've been on my 12th trip, and Cleo's gone, my wife, and we've had our kids go. But, you know, one of the things that's always stuck out to me is there's just a hunger for God's word there. And they're such a humble people. So talk about that a little bit. And as we've ministered through the years, the gospel message going out and people getting saved and transformed by the power of God. Guatemala was quite open for witnessing. We could actually stop on the side of the road. We could stop in the, where we just saw people gathering. We could go to almost any square. There was never a problem. And we would set up our little skits. We'd put up two speakers and we'd begin doing the skits that the, the young people learned. And we would always have a wonderful response when the people were asked to, if they wanted to accept Jesus Christ into their life. It was There was always a, a big response. And even in Guatemala today, it's become more Americanized where you have to get permission to go and do anything. It wasn't like that when we first started but it's very Americanized now. And I don't know if that's really Americanized, if that's the proper terminology. But in America, the Christian being able to do much is really frowned upon, especially in the educational systems and especially for young people and those all the way up into college who get an education and they seem to turn their backs on God. So it's an interesting time where we see the hunger still in Guatemala, but we see the restrictions that the government places, not only city, but even the federal. It's getting to a point where you have to, we have a friend that actually goes out and gets permission. But even in the schools, when we go into the schools, we have to be careful how we present Jesus Christ. We have to do it in a roundabout way because they won't approve us doing a, an altar call per se. We can do a prayer. And if they pray that, then we explain that the what they just did, but uh, yeah, it's getting a little more difficult than it was. But the hunger in, in Guatemala has always been very strong, and you just love the people. You can't help pour out to people that want to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I, I believe the fruit that's grown over the years has been really fabulous. I think uh, we've made a difference over the years. We'll never know until we get to heaven, but we've been doing it so many years, and we've led so many to Christ. We'll find out that one day when we all get together up above. Yeah, and I think what's really influenced what we've seen down there is is I think there's been a, a European influence and where it's kind of clamped down a little bit on where we can share and getting permission and all that. But 
Nancy, you're our lead interpreter. When we're down there, you you do most of the interpreting for us, and especially when we're actually presenting the gospel through drama, through our skits, and then finally through the altar call. And so when you're doing that, just talk a little bit about the, the power of, of God moving through you as you speak another language. How do you feel when that's happening? And when you're looking out, do you, do you sense the people responding to you and what you're saying? Absolutely, Jim. First of all, I have to talk about our skits that we do, and some are very funny. The word in Spanish is chistoso. They're a lot of fun, make people laugh, and people like that. So even more people start to gather once the funny skits are going on. The music is playing loud. We're bouncing the balls back and forth, colorful beach balls. And it's a fun time. So people are drawn in by the music and they're drawn in by the laughter. We all like to laugh. It is amazing then when we start the skits that are on the serious tone and talk about the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus and what Jesus did on the cross. The only difference between a sinner and a saint is Jesus. And we present Jesus. These skits actually have music but have no words, but the people's hearts are captured by what they see and what they hear, and they are drawn. And because of that hunger that is in their heart, that empty space, they know that they have been searching and seeking and haven't found anything to fill that void. And, of course, we know the only thing that can fill that void is Jesus. So we can see the lights turn on. As you look through the crowd, you start to see their faces change. And you see that they're starting to understand that there is a battle going on for their soul. And they clearly see the picture between good and evil. And when they receive Jesus into their heart, that they are winners and have the victory through Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah, that that is so good. I I, I see that too. And uh, you know, Jerry, we've been talking about the gifts of the Spirit, and here in the United States, we we pray for a revival. We pray for God to move in a powerful way. But you know, when we're flying over to Guatemala, I always sense just about within twenty minutes of us landing that I sense such a powerful Spirit of the Lord come over us. And when we're out ministering, when we're out sharing the gospel, it just seems like we're unfettered from doing anything the Holy Spirit wants us to do. And so why don't you take some time and talk about that a little bit and how and how many miracles we've seen and some of the things that we've seen since you've been going and, and since I've been going, you know, some of the powerful testimonies that we've seen God do in people's lives. Jim, I've shared some of these on previous podcasts, and, and I think one of the salvations that really touched me in an incredible way was a young man and his wife that had come up from Nicaragua, and they were in the square at Chimaltenango. And I'll just shorten it a little bit, but he was lost. His eyes were as cold as ice, and just a a cold, steely look on his face. And looking into his eyes, there was a, a lot of pain in his heart, a lot of disruption. And Nancy had me witness to him, and of course, she did the translation. But I basically told him what God did in my life, and I asked him if he wanted the peace, love, and joy in his. He just stared at me for probably, it seemed like five minutes, but it was probably only 30 seconds. But he finally shook his head yes. And when he did, 
I wrapped my arms around him and gave him a hug. And when I did, he stiffened up like a board. And then he put his head on my chest and he wept and he wept and he wept. Mm -hmm. And so we prayed. He asked Jesus into his heart. And when he lifted his eyes, a warm, caring, loving eyesight came to him. It was just incredible. His wife looked into his eyes and she just broke down crying. She saw a change. It was uh, super, almost miraculous in that sense. But so many salvations that we had, but that was probably my most impactful time with a, a person who accepted Jesus. Wow. And I look back at pictures and I've, I've seen Nancy. I, I remember in a, in a coffee shop where we were ministering to a young lady. She was actually working behind the bar serving coffee. And Nancy began witnessing to her, and she, and she asked her if she wanted to receive Jesus. And she walked out into away from the bar where she, her business was, and she accepted Jesus. She prayed with Nancy, then she hugged Nancy, and she just wept like a baby, too. And these are such uh, moving, impactful parts of life in the missions field. And the challenges that we often see, we, we watch how Jesus corrects and takes care of things that could be lost, it could be dangerous, it could be a lot of challenges, but God seems to work through it all. And you just said having something, uh, you feel God's impact when we fly into Guatemala, how powerful that is. I just know that when we start, first started going, when God captured our, our hearts, and I have to tell the story about how I was. we were in an elementary school, and this was about 10 years ago, and Keith and I were walking outside of the school, and we were in Villa Nueva, which is the second largest city in Guatemala, and it's right next to Guatemala City. I just felt the power of God come over me so strong, and we were just standing there looking out over the city, and then all of a sudden, bang, I looked at Keith, and Keith looked at me, and we just began to weep, and we wept and wept and wept, and how beautiful and how powerful it was to feel God's presence, and I, I wasn't sure exactly what God was speaking to me at that time, whether he was pleased that we were in Guatemala or whether we, he was pleased that we were in Villanueva. So fast forward to 2019, the last year that we went on the full missions trip, uh, we were in Villanueva in a high school. And the, this is the story Nancy was telling. And after no one came up to the front to accept Jesus, which was very, it was a, a different to us because everybody always comes up to accept Jesus in this particular instance, they didn't. So I was sitting, going around the perimeter praying and I got over to the, one of the sides and that was right when two gunshots went off in the, the neighborhood, 11 girls and two teachers. And I guess this was in high school and it was the last period and they were able to go home after the, the class, but they came over and the leader of the girls in the gang <clears throat> said she wanted to take a picture with me, which was really odd because here I'm an older man, overweight. Why would a 16-year-old girl want to take a picture with a spectacled old man with a belly? And I just knew God had called her over there. So I went through salvation experience with her as well. And she said she was just too dirty to come to Jesus. And I said that Jesus doesn't care about your past. He cares about your future. And I said, if you died today in the state that you're in, you'd probably go to hell. And I said, if you allow Jesus to take over your life, he cares about where you're going and he'll help you get to the victory that you're looking for. He'll clean you up and he'll set your feet on new ground. And I said, it'd be a beautiful thing. And 
I asked if she wanted to receive that, and she said she did. I asked all the crew that was with her, all the other 10 girls and the two teachers, and they all said yes. So we prayed, and you could just feel God's good pleasure when that happens. And we walked over to give them a Bible at the bus. Bus wasn't there. We called it to come, and while we were waiting on the bus, I began preaching to them. And while I was preaching, I could feel that same precious God presence just touch me in a powerful way, the same feeling I had 10 years earlier or perhaps nine years earlier. It was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. You could, And I knew then it was Via Nueva who, where we were called to, to go, that God was pleased that we were ministering in Via Nueva. So I don't know if you want me to go into what we did this last... Let me kind of set that up a little bit. Those of you that are listening to our podcast, and we've talked about the need for people to be born again. And once you're born again, you know, God wants to touch your heart totally transform your life, fill you with the Holy Spirit, and give you the courage to go out and witness one-on-one exactly what Jerry and Nancy and myself are talking about. I mean, it's powerful to go out on those streets and share the gospel and draw the crowd with the silly skits that we do that you wouldn't think would draw people, but they draw hundreds, and they hear the gospel. And so that brings us up to, to now. We've not been able to go back for over a year and a half, and talked about it. We've we've got some, through what you guys have done, you and Nancy, some tremendous open doors there. And so we just believe God. And, you know, the Lord opened a door for us to go back here three weeks ago with the COVID and everything that was going on. And we were able to go back and minister a little bit, but, but mainly talk to pastors. So bring us up to speed today. We're really believing for this area of Guatemala that you were just talking about. And so share the vision, what what we really think that we're going to be doing, what God's wanting us to do when we go back. Hey, Jim, it was set up when the young lady said she was too dirty to come to Christ. And it's obviously because of gang affiliation and the abuse that she had to suffer. And even though she was, you could tell she was a leader of the girls, she just felt less than. Villanueva is crime-ridden. In fact, we went down there, and the State Department said American citizens should not travel there because it's too too uh, bad of an area. There was a lot of criminal activity, a lot of gang wars. There was a lot of drug issues, and they just uh, recommended that Americans don't go. But that doesn't change God's desire. And what God put inside of me after the young lady was to go down and minister with the pastors to train them. In fact, one of my previous pastors had even made that recommendation, and it just went right down into my heart. And the vision was that we go down with anybody who wants to come from where we are to go down to Villanueva, and we begin to work together to train their people how to go out on the street and evangelize. And we can train them in so many ways. We've seen, been through church growth. We've seen the way to do it, how to love, how to get out of your comfort zone and get out into the streets. But one of the issues is most people don't know how to use their gifts, and they're not really trained in church anymore. And if we can go down there with the vision that we have, working with the pastors, then we can see God's hand move, and I believe we'll see a change in being the way of like only outsiders wouldn't be able to believe what God can do. When we give all the glory to him, we'll watch that city change, I believe. I believe God put it in my heart. And I believe it's going to come to fruition. Amen. That's awesome. Both of you, Nancy and Jerry and myself and my wife, Cleo, we go down, we share the gospel. And, and really, 
people's lives are changed. But you know what? It changes our lives. It's really a clinic for those that have really never shared the gospel, have never talked to people about Christ. It It's so uninhibited for you to go down there that you don't get any pushback and it's just open and, and it's really a, an ideal time for people to learn how to share the gospel, to learn how to minister one-on-one with people because that's hard to do. I mean, not not everybody can do that. I believe we're all called to do that, but it's but it's tough. We've got an opportunity to go down there this time next year. And as you're listening to this podcast and you pray about going down there to help us with what's going on in Guatemala or, or even giving us help through a donation, however God leads you, we, we have an opportunity to go down and to share the gospel with people that have never heard it before. And it's an awesome opportunity. And so we want to give you our email addresses before we sign off today. And uh, mine is jimhughes71 at hotmail.com. And Jerry? It's P-T-L, praise the Lord, Y-N-W-Y-A-N-T at AOL.com. And since my wife's on the line, we'll give her hers as well. It's N as in Nancy, R as in Ruth, Wyant, W-Y-A-N-T at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Amen. Very quickly, you, you talk about things that have happened. I gave you two salvation experiences, but we get we have seen healings. We have seen deliverances. We've seen, you name it, we have experienced it. And if you want to see God's work in real time, in a real place, in a real God area with the anointing flowing, you need to experience Guatemala Missions Trip 2022. Amen. Amen. I agree. Well, thanks for listening to us today. Until the next time, God bless you and the gospel according to Jesus. Preach it. Amen.